Hey, welcome to that badass podcast. I'm Kaylee, your realistic nutritionist, helping you find the balance between green smoothies and red wine. And I'm Ashley, the creator of Royally Fit, that went from obsessive exercising and calorie counting to living a free, unrestricted, and badass life. We are here to build a tribe of babe-supporting babes so you can thrive in your fitness, health, and mental wealth. So if you like to keep it real, raw, and controversial, welcome. Let's get started. Boom! Nailed that shit! (laughs) After like 18 tries. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to That Badass Podcast. We are hanging out today with Joy McCarthy. She is the owner of Joyous Health. So we do want to talk to her about unsexy business, but she is a nutritionist and she knows a lot. So we want to make sure that you guys go on Instagram, go on her website, check her out. So because she's an award-winning blog blog focused on healthy living, she's the best-selling author of Joyous Health and Joyous Detox, and she also has now the Joyous Cookbook. So she's trusted nutritionist. She's an expert and has been featured in hundreds of publications, both online and in print, and is a regular health expert on television. So that's a lot. That's a mouthful. Basically, we want you guys to check her out but today because she is so well known in the industry and this is like a really exciting episode for Kaylee who's also Fangirly. a holistic <laughs> nutritionist um we want to pick her brain about what, what it's like to run a business so thank yeah. you so much for inviting us into your home to talk about this and let us into like the history of joyous health thank you for driving here in a snowstorm and yeah. being on time <laughs> I don't know how we made it but we did it oh and I'm like the anxiety queen and I'm like Ashley are you testing me today <laughs> I'm like I'm just gonna stop at my dad's and, and see if he needs his driveway cleaned and she's like oh my god how long are you gonna be I text her two minutes later I'm like you need to come I'm yeah. freaking out <laughs> she's yeah. the relaxed one I'm the stressed one yeah. yeah so but anyways before we before we get into that just in case our listeners don't know you we want to mm-hmm. ask you some rapid fire questions yeah, yeah, let's do it. and so yeah they can get to know you more personally yes so I'm gonna take the lead on the rapid fire first off thank you for coming and welcome thanks for having me um first off where did you grow up uh Mississauga Okay. So not far from here. We're yeah. in High Park right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is your ultimate comfort food? Um, oh, pizza or chocolate. Maybe both those together. <laughs> what kind of pizza? Um, probably just a margarita. I'm kind of like a plain pizza person, but extra basil. Ooh, oh. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, what is one superfood that you just don't like? Oh, there's a lot of them, I feel like. I don't like carob. Gross. Right. Yeah. I got carob chips and I thought I was going to be like so healthy and eat them all the time. And I'm like chewing it. And I'm like, this tastes like wax. I really? Know. Yeah. You know what? Because I've tried to take a break a few times from chocolate because I do. I like to make my own like raw cacao bars. And I'm like, I should probably just take a break. And then I tried carob and no, just wasn't happening. This is not the same taste. People are like, oh, it's like chocolate. It's not. No. <laughs> They're liars. I, I tried to get on that train and I was like, nope, not working for me. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite way to move your body? Uh, walking. Yeah. I live next to the park. So that is my absolute favorite way. Yeah. And just being in Toronto in general, I feel like you can, even if you take like the, the subway or like the bus somewhere, it's like you can just go anywhere and just walk, walk for yeah. hours. That's what I miss the most about Toronto. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. The one year and a half that I lived here. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your cocktail of choice? Uh, well, I don't really drink, but if I had to choose, I would say probably just, I'm kind of boring, a mojito. 
Oh, oh no, that's, that's not that's, boring. That's not boring oh, at all. Okay, okay. It's delicious. I don't know. It's just like so fresh and it would be nice this time of year as we watch the snow come down to have a nice mojito. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretend, <laughs> pretend, pretend we're in summer. Yeah. <laughs> good idea. Um, what is your favorite restaurant in the city? Oh, Buca. Buca Toronto. Oh yeah. It's really good Italian. We spend like we always it's very expensive there. So we go for like birthdays or anniversaries, that type of thing. Oh. And we indulge. And, you, and I bet you get a margarita pizza when you're there sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and the last one would be, where's the favorite place you've ever traveled? Um, a favorite place I've ever traveled. Oh, there's so many. Um, I, Austria is probably top of the list because we go every single summer. Because my um, father-in-law lives there. He's Austrian. Oh, so we wow. spend a month there every oh, summer. We, we go with our daughter, obviously, and we just like live there. So do, I you, love like, it. do you like take like work off? Is it just yeah. like, oh. well, no, we are because because we have our own business, we still kind of have to work. But the summer is always a slower time. As you know, being a nutritionist, the summer is always a, a slower time. And so we're able to not have to like be working as much as we would be if we were in Toronto. Yeah. But we are, we're still kind of working. Like yeah. we still like There's in. no, you can't turn it off, which yeah. I'm sure we'll learn when we start asking you questions. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then we're sitting like looking out at the mountains um, and it's just so relaxing and the air is so fresh and wow. there's no noise pollution. Mm-hmm. That sounds luxurious. Like heaven on earth. I love it there. And actually, I'm going to add one more because usually yeah. we ask tea or coffee, but right now, which we are sipping on some of your own tea yeah, that you've yeah. made. Which one did you make for us? Uh, this is the Rise and Shine. So it's a turmeric, Tulsi, cardamom, cinnamon, ginger tea. It's right Explain to people alley. what Tulsi is because not everybody listening will know. Yeah, I don't so even know. Herb. I'm like, sounds delicious. <laughs> so I've tried to get you to drink it before. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's actually, that's the, that's the largest ingredient in the tea and it's an adaptogenic herb. So it's really good for stress and anxiety and it's just so good for you. Lots of antioxidants and it tastes really really good. I like it making is. tea lattes with it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is delicious. I'm going really to go purchase some after this because I'm really digging it. Yeah, it mm-hmm. actually makes you, I find that it like war, it really does warm up your body because yeah. just all the warming spices in it. That's, I yeah. could drink tea all day long, but I probably shouldn't because it's dehydrating. So I need yeah. stuff like this for my in-betweens because even like when we walked in here, I have a smoothie and a water and then Joy was like, do you want a drink? I'm like, no, I'm okay. And then she offered a tea. I'm like, something warm. Yes. Yeah. So because well, you this drink is perfect. Tea. That's why you get Yeah, I drink black tea. Oh, no, that's what I mean. So like this oh, would like be a good nice filler. Caffeinated, caffeinated tea. Yeah. I mm-hmm. like black tea too sometimes. Mm-hmm. I love an Earl Grey tea. Me too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the juicy stuff. Yeah, yeah. we're going to start. It's just kind of more of a broad question, but can you walk us through what a day in the life of being wor- you, being you, what Joy <laughs> yeah, McCarthy yeah. looks like yeah. and, and working for Joyous Health? So probably similar to you guys, being an entrepreneur, I feel like every day is totally different. Yeah. <laughs> so if I think of like what I just, I'll pick like a random day this week. Um, you know, most days, an average day, we go to the office every day you know, not very exciting. I check into my email. Um, I do sort of checking all my social channels and get back to people. So basically community engagement is so important at Joyous Health. Then I'm often doing a lot of writing. Yesterday, Walker and I were doing a lot of filming. Um, so we are, we do bulk shooting for our YouTube channel. 
So we were shooting yesterday actually. So that took up like at least three hours. Uh, and then I do a lot of speaking. So in the evenings I'm often going to a health food store or wherever to do a talk. But if I am speaking in the evening, then I make my day a little bit lighter because that takes a lot out of me. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's kind of like writing, speaking, engaging with the community, doing research. I'm always reading, um, and yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell. I I have a question because we do have a lot of um, listeners that own their own business and I know a lot of people feel overwhelmed. Do you do batching? Like I know you said batch video, but like batch days. So it's like one day is designated to this, like say Mondays, um, we do content creation. Tuesdays is podcasting typically, right? And it's like, we kind of have different days. Is that kind of how you line your schedule up? We try to. Okay. It doesn't always work perfectly. Same here. But for sure, I'd say the last seven to eight months when we're shooting new recipes, piece for the blog. And when we're shooting for the YouTube channel, we do two to three days a month, uh, where the whole team is here. Uh, well, that's just like three of us. So f- our food stylist, prop stylist, Carol Walker, who my husband, who does all our photography and videography. Oh, and he then does? myself, he does. Yeah. Wow. He does it all. Yeah. And the editing too. Um, and the office is transformed. Like, as you can see here, we have a nice big window. So that's where we do a lot of the uh, shooting for the photography. So yes, we do do that. And then same uh, with the podcast. We try and always only do Wednesdays and that's when we um, do our interviews and stuff. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's not always perfect. You know, some days yeah. um, the shooting might go longer or a recipe is a flop and I'm like, crap, I got to like redo this again. So we have to shoot another day. But just for time management, that's like so key having yeah. those days where you're dedicated to doing certain jobs. Yes. I'm typically, how long does it take you to create a recipe? So when you say one's a flop, like, do you try and create one that quickly, like that day? Wow. Yeah. Sometimes when, so every week we have a, with the team, we have a content meeting and we discuss what we're going to be doing for the, like the next six weeks. Um, so sometimes when we're like, okay, we've got a shoot day coming up, I might be making muffins or something. I've got a concept in my mind, but because we're so busy, I don't always have time to recipe test something. So sometimes I'm literally recipe testing it when we're shooting it. Wow. And there has definitely been times where it's been a flop and I got to try it again. Yeah. So that's kind of, yeah. So I want a cake because I'm selfishly, I'm obsessed with cooking. I've always been obsessed with cooking. And since I was probably eight years old, I'm like, one day I'm going to have my own cookbook. Amazing. So I want to talk about that a little bit selfishly and also for the listeners. But if you could kind of go through the process of one, how you even decided, okay, I'm making a cookbook what that process looked like between actually developing the recipes, getting it published, all the ins and outs that you could share so that I know what to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all about Kaylee right now. <laughs> Kaylee. It's all about Kaylee today. Well, first of all, it's a lot of work, but it's so much fun especially since you're saying like you love food and you love cooking. So, you know, I'm three cookbooks in now. I feel that each cookbook I've gotten better and I enjoy it even more. So my first cookbook were so many of the recipes that I just like eat every day because I hadn't really shared them before. Second cookbook, I felt like it was a lot of development. And then third cookbook, because now we have a family and our daughter, I feel like the Joyce cookbook really represents how I eat every single day. The family-friendly recipes, one-pot meals, that type of thing. But in terms of sort of from beginning uh, to, you know, having a printed book, a finished piece, there's so many like steps along the way. It really does take a village. So it's, you know, initial creating the concepts for the recipes, 
sometimes it's just a matter of I'm in my kitchen, I'm cooking dinner and I'm like, oh, I've made like an awesome soup or a stew. I have to write that down. <laughs> and then I scribble it down on a post-it note, but don't do that. Everyone who's listening, don't put it on a post-it note, like have a dedicated book that you write down all of your tests, your recipe tests. Cause you never know when you might get like something amazing. And there has been multiple times where I have misplaced that scrap of paper yeah. and I had like an amazing recipe. And then I had to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. So another important uh, part of having a cookbook is once you nail down, say your 80, or 100 recipes, you have to get people to try them. Because even though I think it's amazing, there have been numerous occasions where people don't like the recipe or they just, it doesn't turn out how you intended it to turn out. So especially with my latest cookbook, The Joyous Cookbook, I had, I think, five recipe testers. And so I had people trying my recipes and giving me So them making it themselves. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that was really key. Uh, And then that allowed me to either like get rid of some recipes or tweak them or even just like what is so important, what makes a successful recipe is how it's actually written up and the steps have to really make sense. So it takes a lot of like thinking power because it's one thing to like write down all the ingredients, but then to actually create the steps, create it, it's like, is almost like you have to come up with a good strategy. You have to really think about, I think about somebody who knows absolutely nothing about cooking and how would I talk to them? And I do that always with recipes recreate on the blog uh, for joyous health. Um, even if I'm just putting a recipe on Instagram, I think about what, how is how that person has to understand exactly how to make this recipe. So it just takes like a lot of thinking power, sometimes headaches. Um, but yeah, so come up with the recipes and then we had to come up with, so with the joyous cookbook, we had to come up with like a look and feel because then we had to shoot it. So we shoot it. We shot the entire joyous cookbook at our home. Um, so we kind of transformed our kitchen dining room into a studio and it took us, we shot in 2018 for that cookbook. It took us about four or five months. We weren't shooting every day, but what we did because we were doing it ourselves, um, we had weeks on and weeks off. So we might shoot four days one week and then we had a whole week off. Well, not really off we had to do work. (laughs) We had to like work on the business. Um, so it took a long time. So we shot all the photos, do all the color corrections, send them off to the publisher. Um, there was a couple of recipes that the publisher didn't like the photo and the Funniest thing was one of my all-time favorite photos in the cookbook. My publisher did not like it. And it was so random. She's like, you have to reshoot this. It does not look appetizing. I'm like, but that's my favorite photo. And she's like, no, you have to reshoot it. So we had to reshoot. I didn't bother like to fight it. I'm like, okay, fine. It's like, we'll just reshoot it. So we had to reshoot a couple. Then, so once you submit your manuscript, it goes into editing and that takes many, many months of like back and forth. Um, So that's quite a long process. I think that took me from August to, that took about like three months probably editing it. And it's not like glamorous, you know, it's like a 50,000 word, word document. So you're just going back and forth with the editor and it gets like frustrating at times, but because it's my third cookbook, I kind of know what to expect. Um, But if I just kind of wrap it all together, I would say like having a cookbook um, is an amazing, it's incredibly rewarding. It's a great accomplishment. It is so much work. 
But, you know, only half of the work is done. Once the cookbook's out, that's when a lot of the work starts because that's when you have to like start promoting it. Yes. And constantly promote it. Because if you want to do it well, you like I am Joyce Health, we're our own marketing engine. So we had to like, we are still like, it just came out. So we're like still in the midst of doing like lots of marketing and promotion for it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, when you were talking about creating the recipes, that's for me where I feel the most overwhelmed because for me, kitchen, like being in the kitchen is instinctual. Like I just literally, I'm just throwing things in. It's like I'm in my kind of zone of genius and and I love it. When somebody asks me for a recipe, I'm like, I don't even know what I put in there, right? Like it just happens. So I have been making notes on my computer when I get something and I'm like, okay, I nailed that. So I've been, but I don't remember to do it a lot. And then like you said, the actual, like the steps, I'm like, I don't, it just comes to me so naturally. So that is fascinating to think about it that way. I also wanted to backtrack a little bit of how did you even go about seeing a publisher? Yeah, so with my first cookbook, Joyous Health, they actually had approached me um, and asked me had I ever thought about writing a book before. And I was actually about two weeks away from releasing my first ebook um, called Joyous Health, Eat and Feel Well Without Dieting. I was going to release a six-week... Um, the plan was... It was like a program. So it was an, yeah. an ebook plus um, the program. So my public, So this editor reached out from Penguin. I told her that's what I was doing. She's like, don't release it yet. Can you send me your ebook? book. So I sent it to her and she's like, do you want to like turn this into an actual published printed book? And I was like, wow. Talk about timing. Yeah, I know it was amazing timing, but I will tell you, um, I know that that opportunity would have never come my way had I not been working on growing my business and my brand, um, for like five years up until that point. So like creating content on my, on the blog, sharing, uh, through social media because they would have had no clue who I was. So from a publisher's perspective, like if someone actually has a, a personal brand, they've established a brand in a business, that's great for them because they already, you, that person already sort of has like a marketing engine in place. So I think that, well, I know hundred percent, they wouldn't have known about me had I not already been doing that. That being said, you know, people get book deals all the time who, don't have like a social media presence and aren't uh, well known. And it's, you know, that happens to you have a manuscript, you find a book agent. Like I still have a literary agent who has been my agent for all three books. Um, but he hasn't had to take my manuscript and then sell it to different publishers, but that's a big part of his job. So mm-hmm. there's lots of uh, authors who come to him with a manuscript and a concept. And then he, if he believes in it, he has to go out and sell it. So there's, two different ways to do it, right? Yeah. Actually, there's three different ways because the third way is to self-publish. Yes. That's yeah. also another option and I have many friends who have done that successfully. Um, so you really have to look, there's pros and cons, honestly, to both self-publishing and then going the publishing route. I don't think one is better than the other. There's just pros and cons to both. Yeah. Interesting. Well, thank mm-hmm. you for explaining how that all works for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you say, like, amongst this, what is probably your biggest failure along the way? I feel like there's been so many. I've had, I've made like so many mistakes. But one thing that really stands out in my mind when I was just running Joyous Health by myself, I felt really sort of, um, burnt out all the time. And I found that I was only working on the aspects of the business that I really loved because I just didn't have the bandwidth. I didn't have the stamina to do everything. So there was a lot of things that kind of like fell by the wayside, like doing all my accounting and my admin, I was 
terrible at. That's just not like numbers and all that kind of thing is stuff I don't enjoy. So that I would say was a big mistake because I felt like the books, the joy self books were a disaster until my husband came along and like helped me like clean things up. So I would say to every entrepreneur out there, when you are starting your business, you need to actually know how to run a business. That is so important because many nutritionists, they hit the ground running, but they have zero clue how to like properly invoice people how to do the books. It's not the sexy part of a business, Mm -hmm. but it's so important. And like running the operations properly, all these things are so key to a successful business. I say it's mostly overlooked, especially by people who are very creative, right? Yeah. And you just naturally want to do the things that you love. So that was a mistake for me. That's literally, Joy, the reason we wanted to do this series called Unsexy Business is because right now everyone can be an entrepreneur with social media, right? Like, and it it looks really sexy online, but there's a lot of unsexy things that are happening. So true. Like exactly what you're saying right now, right? And it's like all those, like the numbers, like most creatives don't like those kind of things, right? And it's like a nightmare and a headache to us. I literally had a headache twice this week, which I rarely get just from doing admin. I had 16 hours of worth of admin <laughs> shit I had to go through and it had a headache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I, like it's, it's, not it's the unsexy enjoy, right? side. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, but it is what it is sometimes, but it's no, we don't always know how to run a business. You have to learn along the way or ask people for help. You have to check your ego at the door Yeah, and have to realize that there's things that you suck at and that maybe yeah. you're not supposed to spend time on that. Same thing. Numbers for us. Like there's a reason I have a bookkeeper. Yeah. Because I will for sure yeah, get a so call true. from the government being like, you owe us money again. And be like, I didn't know. So yeah. just knowing <laughs> that I have somebody that takes care of that, that yeah. I'm that is so worth it to invest that money and to have someone do that for me mm-hmm. so that 100%. I can work on something I'm actually good at. Yeah. That's really, really great advice. But that's like the hardest thing when I came out of school as a nutritionist, like I was saying before we started, I was really fortunate that I already had a gig with Ashley lined up. But Amazing. you think when you graduate, oh, okay, I'm just going to do social media. I'm a nutritionist. I'll be able to get clients. Yeah. But it doesn't just work like that. No, it doesn't. Yeah. That's why I don't know if you guys know, we, my husband and I have a 12 week online business program called no. the Joyous Health Business Program that no, we've been we running didn't. for three years Get out. for exactly that reason, because there's so many wellness practitioners that graduate from school and have no clue how to run a business. So we've taken like our collective decades of experience and my background is actually in marketing. Oh. I worked, I was like on agency side before I even became a nutritionist. So wow. we, you know, we brought in the experts and yeah, we've had this program running for a few years now to help people. We do it only once a year. It's I was just going to ask you, is it like an evergreen thing or is it no. something you run once a year and you once do coaching year, and stuff? But we have talked about doing it evergreen. Okay. That's actually one thing where it runs in the fall okay. each year. And you, so, you said it's geared to nutritionists? To wellness entrepreneurs. Amazing. Yeah. So we've actually had people who just started a product. We've had a health food store owner. We've had most of the people for sure are nutritionists or personal trainers or naturopaths. Uh, who are kind of just starting out, but we've had people in various phases of their career. So you're obviously yeah. interested in all things business. Oh then. yeah. I love talking about business and entrepreneurship. Oh, I'm sure. so glad we did this yeah. topic then. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I grew up with it too. My parents were entrepreneurs as well. So, and they work together, which is interesting. Oh, Cause wow. yeah, no, my husband and I work together. And I, I honestly, that's the dream for me is that the way that Justin and I will go is that yeah. he'll eventually, cause he's already, oh, so, he's already doing the podcast with us and he's very interested in this stuff and he's it's trying great. to learn video editing and all that. And I'm like, one day, baby, we will be the dream yeah. team. Well, the three of us will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Walker's the same. He's self-taught. Like he shot the joyous cookbook and he's a self-taught photographer. 
I'm wow. so proud of him. Those songs are incredible. I know too. they're amazing. He's so talented, and well, you obviously met him. He's just like the most humble guy. Yeah. Like when we meet new people, and they're like, "Oh, what do you do?" and um, he'll be like, "Oh, I work with Joy." I'm like, "Hang on, you're a photographer. You're a videographer," <laughs> and he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, whatever, Joy." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's great if it works with your partner. Then it's it's amazing to yeah. have that. Yeah. Um, so, okay. We kind of talked about where you feel like you failed in your career or had moments of failure, which we all have experienced, but what would you say is like the highlight? Like, what are you most proud of? Oh, um, I am most proud of the fact that we have an amazing team at Joyous Health. I'm most proud of my team that we have built over the years. Um, and that has helped me accomplish all of the things that I do. Cause you know, as we were just talking about people see you on social media and they think everything you just do is like fun and you, you know, it may not really be that hard work. It's not that hard work, but then like there's a whole team behind it. And I'm just like so proud of our team. And I'm also really super proud of my cookbooks because those, you know, I have one child, but I feel like those are my three book babies. Yeah. You know, and they say it takes a village to raise a child. It hundred percent took a village to create my three cookbooks. So I'm really proud of those. I could have never imagined in a million years that I would have three cookbooks. It seems kind of crazy. Well, and I'll be honest, like I have a lot of cookbooks in my house and a lot from nutritionists. Yeah. And sometimes I make recipes and I'm like, Oh, okay. I've been playing <laughs> around with your recipes and I'm like, there's usually I feel like I have to modify something or I'm like, I yeah. add this. They've been so good. Like those oh, applesauce I'm... spice muffins. Oh, are they so delicious? Oh my God. And I made the turkey chili and like, oh, I've just, amazing. I have all these things pinned and I'm like, these are actual recipes that normal people like sometimes yeah. health cookbooks. The average person's like, I don't want that. This yeah. didn't seem so daunting. It wasn't insane ingredients that you're never going to find. Like it actually was doable. Yeah, and I'm so delicious. happy to hear that. And that was definitely when I created all of my cookbooks, but really when I created the Joyous Cookbook, I took all the learnings from my first two cookbooks, hearing what the community said, what they liked, what they didn't like. And I just wanted to create a cookbook with recipes that everyone can make that work mm-hmm. in every household and that I'm eating, as I'm sure if you uh, if you see on Instagram, like these are I'm eat this is how I eat. Like these are recipes I'm like making all the time. So even though it seems like when I'm making dinner, it might seem like I I'm promoting the cookbook. No, I'm actually just eat these recipes all <laughs> yeah. the time. So yeah. I might as well be like, hey, making Mama B's seafood soup. Uh, Cause that's like literally one of my favorite recipes from my new cookbook. Who's <laughs> Mama B? Uh, Mama B is Walker's grandmother. Aww. Yeah. She was so wonderful. She had such like amazing recipes. She actually just passed away last year. She was in her nineties wow. and everyone called her Mama B. Like Aww. everybody. Mm-hmm. Her name was Bieta, but when Walker was a little boy, he didn't say grandmother he just said mama b so oh. that just became her name that's cute. isn't it yeah. nice so that when you're so authentic in your business it's like you're not just trying to promote it's like no this is actually just i'm so this is me yeah and it's also my business and it's so much easier to like you know it's a force to sell yourself you know what i mean 100%. it's like i'm literally just being me and this is what yeah. i do And I think when you think of like all the successful entrepreneurs, I think that's such what has helped them be successful is just, you know, being authentic, you know, because I feel on social media, you can see right through um, when people aren't being authentic, you can see right through the fakeness. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's so important as an entrepreneur to just like be who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I have a question. When you went 
to school to be a yeah. holistic nutritionist. Did you have the intent that you were going to write a cookbook? Like what took you there if you were already working for an agency? Well, I, okay. So when I was working for the agency, I always knew that I wanted to go and study nutrition. And I feel like I've been a student of nutrition my whole entire life. I've always been interested in fitness and wellness. So when I was at the agency, I got my personal training certificate and I was totally had my own little side business. So when I finally left that and went to go study at IHN, I always knew that I loved, like since I was a kid, I've loved cooking. I love recipes, but it wasn't on my radar necessarily that I was going to create a cookbook. I, I just, it, it really wasn't. I was like, I'm going to write eBooks and I'm going to share in a way my blog is my cookbook. Yeah. So it was just like, I want to share my recipes with the world. And then that opportunity came. That being said, when I, I found this um, book that I wrote when I was like six or seven years old, and I said, I'm Joy McCarthy. I'm going to be an author someday. Get out. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so amazing. funny. I yeah. remember. There's a manifestation for I think grade one or yeah. two, I made my first cookbook that I drew by hand. Yeah. And I think I sold it to my mom for like a dollar. And oh like the God, recipes so were like, it was literally like a saltine cracker with like peanut butter and banana. And I was like, oh, uh, this is a recipe delicious. I developed. <laughs> <laughs> Rice Krispie squares. And I was like, mom, like I'll give it to you for a dollar. It's going to be worth something someday. <laughs> That's amazing. But I've always, yeah, been drawn to like food and all this. It's just when you're explaining your path, I'm like, it just, I resonate with it so much. Yeah. yeah. So you got to write down your recipes. I'm working on it. I, I do forget sometimes, but I've got about like 10 that I feel like are good to pretty much yeah. go and I'm just slowly building. You know what I always do when I write them down? I actually then take a picture of it on my phone. So just in case that journal or that scrap of paper disappears, you have it on your phone. That's a good idea. Yeah, I do so have it saved on my computer oh, Word perfect. doc, but that's still like, I'm not the most tech savvy. I very much back could it still up. lose it. Make sure you back up. Justin does back up the computer for me. He takes care of that end of the tech. Good. So we're good. Put it, put it in the drive, put it in the Google drive. That way, if anything ever happens to yeah, your computer, you still have it. That's what we use. Yeah. Do you yeah happened to me once. This was a big mistake about, I want to say maybe six or seven years ago. I was, um, I just got a new MacBook. I went from a PC to a MacBook and I was like cleaning everything up and I didn't really understand how the interface worked that well. And I had my one joyous health folder that had everything (sighs) in it, my entire business. So I dragged, you know, you just drag everything to one pile and then I dragged it to the trash and I deleted (gasps) my entire business. Yep. You couldn't get it back. Nope. <gasps> I took it to one of those like uh, stores, like I don't know what they're called, Canada Computing or something. I paid so much money. They tried everything. I think they retrieved like maybe a PowerPoint or two, but I probably had by that time like 20 written. Yeah. How long did everything. it take you to recover? From, like that just is I like didn't a recover ha- it. I had to like start from scratch. Oh All my the God, handouts that I've been writing for clients for years. I like, oh my God, you must've just been in a fit of oh, rage. Oh yeah. I actually, I remember what happened and I like broke out into a cold sweat and Walker, I, I don't think he was, no, he wasn't working for me at the time. He, sorry, he doesn't work for me. He, we weren't working together at the time and I like messaged him. I'm like, I think I might've just deleted my entire business. He's like, no, 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 you can get it back. Oh, but I also emptied the trash. Because oh I'm my like, God. Because <laughs> I was trying to clean like very self destructive. <laughs> it's almost like it was meant to happen. Because I had been away. I was away on a yoga retreat with my girlfriend. And I felt like it was like this like fresh start. And yeah, I just like deleted everything and wow. emptied the trash. So. Yeah, that sounds Don't like something I trash. would do. <laughs> Best tip of advice that you had. We, we were going to ask you what's a tip that you would give entrepreneurs listening. It's like back don't up, put back up. Yeah, <laughs> and now we use Google Drive for everything. Yeah, 
So everything is saved to the drive and it's like super convenient because no matter where I am, yeah. I can access this information. Yes. I still save, you know what though, I still do have way too many photographs though saved on my desktop. I need to back that Oh, you got to put those in Google Drive too. Yeah, everything. Google Drive. (laughs) I have it it automated now because we literally bought, when Kaylee and I started working full time together, I went out and bought a new MacBook and within three weeks I spilt tea on it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, same thing. Uh, We actually ended up recovering the computer, which is, but I thought at that moment, I lost everything. And then my husband's like, okay, like you got to put, start putting stuff on the, on the drive. Like this is insanity. So he even, he, cause I'm not the techie person. He like basically works for really fit doing tech. Oh, yeah. And so he even had it on my phone where like, if my phone's near the computer, it upload, it like just downloads all my photos, everything. So, so I don't even important. have to do it. I don't have to think about it. Yeah. And it's just that's there. That's what you want to do. The key to success is having a partner that is good at things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or paying exactly. Or having someone who can help you with what you're not good at. I yeah. agree. And being patient. Yeah. Because yeah. we're a little bit impulsive. I'm and very impulsive. And they at times have to clean up our mess. <laughs> yeah. I'm the worst. I'm the same way. Sometimes I'm like, Walker, I need this fixed or I, I need help with that. He's like, uh, like, can you just give me five minutes or maybe like half an hour? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I need it now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I think as an entrepreneur you have, like you just have to be impulsivity and creativity kind of go hand yeah. in hand. Oh, 100%. Because yeah. when you're feeling it, you got to go for it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I have another question. I want to back up a little bit because you're working at this agency. You went through to school yeah. um, and you're, it sounds like you were kind of doing the blog and everything on the side as more of like yes. a passion to like, to help supplement your income. Yes. It wasn't like your full income. When did, when did you leave the agency? How many years did it take for you to become where you are now? Right. Yeah. So I worked in the agency world for about seven years and I actually left before I went back to school to study nutrition oh. and I left because I had my personal training business business. So that was actually paying the bills. Um, but when I graduated nutrition school, I did not want a personal train anymore. Cause I was just tired of getting up at five in the morning and going for a run with someone along the lake, freezing cold, doesn't matter whether it's February or July. Um, so when I graduated from IHN, I said to myself, 365 days from now, I am not going to be personal training ever again. I'd be working 100% in my personal, in my uh, nutrition business. And that's exactly what I did. And so what were the first steps that you took to actually start your business? Yeah. So I thought, okay, I have to get my name out there. I have to just start creating awareness for my brand. So I started blogging and I also started reaching out to different cafes in the area to see if I could come and do a free talk. So, and I was like, so nervous. Like that was, I definitely feared speaking more than death. I'm like the poster child for someone who had panic attack, who went from like panic attacks to like being able to speak and actually enjoying it. Um, so yeah, so I started doing free talks as a way to get my name out there and I'd give people my card and that's how I started getting people hiring me both to do corporate talks and then also to do one-on-ones. So for the first, up until 2016, I did have a practice where I saw a client clients one-on-one. And then I got to a point where I just didn't want to do that anymore. Uh, so I was mostly speaking, writing, and then doing one-on-ones. That was sort of like the core of my business for the first uh, couple of years. And did you right off the get-go niche down or were you seeing no. clients one-on-one with any issue? You would just take yeah, them? Yeah, I did not niche down because I didn't feel... I mean, I definitely shared my story, which was hormonal imbalance. So I found I got a lot of um, women who also had hormonal imbalance because I had specific experience with that. But I just 
wanted to get as much experience as possible working with so many different, most, mostly women, very few male clients, but I wanted to just help as many as people as possible. So, and I know a lot of like entrepreneurs say it's so important to niche down, but I've actually like never done that. And it's enabled me, I think, to go in a lot of different directions and explore my own curiosities and passions. So I think you can do that and it can be successful, but I don't think that you always have to do that. Yeah. yeah, it's like yours kind of happened organically yes, where you started 100%. to just feel where you were like thriving and what was yeah. exciting you and interesting. I like yeah. that though. Because <laughs> I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves. Like I yes, know when I first graduated, I was like, okay, what's my niche going to be? And I'm like, oh, it's going to be digestive health. Yeah. And then I was like, but I want to learn about this and I want to talk about this. And I've, I've actually really come to realize that what I get the most excited about is actually teaching people to break away from diet and yeah, to just learn to great. eat intuitively yeah. and to eat foods that are healing. And I, I don't really have still a niche, but it's more of like the people that want to make this a lifestyle right? and not just like, I don't want to see people that are like, I want to lose 30 pounds yeah. in two months. Like that doesn't interest me. I'm really interested in just like getting them back to a place of self-love and just feeling good. Yeah. That's amazing. Holistic health. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So would you say that like, like that took, cause you've been doing this, you said since 2008. Yes. 2008, right? end of 2008. Officially, I guess my business was started 2009. Same so here. A, we just oh, celebrated cool. our 10th year. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, so would you say like how, like for those listening, cause I, like we see it a lot, uh, in the Durham region, as I said, there's a whole yeah. bunch of entrepreneurs and they're like, why isn't this working? And I'm like, Man, like it can take years. I know. Like you've been on, doing that for like three weeks. Year or not even year <laughs> They're on like month four. And I I'm know, like, whoa, it's so true. Whoa. It like, takes a long time. Yeah, like push the push the brakes a little bit. Like we have to like be set up in a little bit of like as our girlfriend Renata, who we're about to see after, is rooted in reality. And like she always says things need to be rooted in reality as far yeah. as like manifestation and all that kind of stuff goes. And then so like how long, how many years would you say before you're like, okay, I have this and like I don't ever need to go back to anything else? Oh, I still don't feel like I have this. Oh, really? Oh, no. I feel like there's still so many things I want to do and accomplish. Um, But I would say I started to feel like, okay, I have money to buy groceries. (laughs) I have money to pay my rent because I had like no backup. Like when I was in my agency life, like I did not save money. I spent money and I was just not really... When I started my own business, I really learned the value of a dollar. So I would say it took me, I want to say at least like two years to feel like, okay, I'm not sweating every month trying to pay my rent. Um, so it, it took like a couple of years, but that, that being said, you know, it took even longer than to feel like comfortable, mm-hmm. like I'm in a comfortable place. Um, but you know, some entrepreneurs hit it big pretty quickly, but most do not. No, yeah. they don't. The yeah. average person, it can take many, many years. And if you look at like any like celebrity or singer or actor, like they've been doing this like their whole life. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's luck. Um, that gets people where they're at. It's just like preparation, mm-hmm. just like playing a long game. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. marathon, not a sprint, you mm-hmm. know, slowly chipping away at it. Yeah. And while you're doing it, also taking care of yourself, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs burn out mm-hmm. uh, and that's so common in every single industry. They just don't take care of themselves, even in our industry with, you know, holistic nutritionists. There's lots of nutritionists who aren't taking care of themselves as well. Mm-hmm. And, and then they burn out. So you have to take care of yourself. And I really like when I think of all the entrepreneurs I know that are successful, they are all people I know that have like rituals that take 
take care of themselves. So that's really sound advice because it's really easy to get into like the hustle, let's say. Oh man, we've fallen into it many times. I'm going to say I'm still guilty. It depends on the season for For us, right? Like I was really grounded and taking care of myself in the latter part of 2019. Yeah. But then as you know, in our industry, January, February is insanely busy. And like, there are some days where I'm like, I can't remember when I worked out or ate last. Yeah. Right. And I'm just like, wow. Like that's, and I, and like now I'm starting to feel, I was just talking to my girlfriend on the way here. Like I was like, I need to do something to take care of myself. Cause I'm, yeah. oh, I'm going to reach burnout. I, I yeah. just know enough. Cause I've done it where I'm like, I'm getting there. I'm okay right now. But if I go even like another couple weeks, like I'm going to hit it. Yeah. So totally. it's like taking care of yourself is oh, imperative. So one thing that I started in 2020 for the first time ever um, that I have actually found very life-changing is meditation. Same! Yeah. January 1st, I started. Yeah. Yes. I didn't start that early. <laughs> I guess I'm about three weeks in and I'm doing about 20 to 30 minutes a day. Wow, and that's huge. Not all at once. I do in the morning and before I go to bed and I cannot tell you how much is changing my life. Like I just, like mental fitness yeah. is so important. I've My whole life, I've always been about eat well, exercise, and wasn't aware of like the importance of taking care of your brain. And yeah. I just, I can't fucking believe it. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Yes, you are. Oh, yeah. yes, I you cannot are. believe the space it's created in my brain. Cause I was just finding like my brain is just full of so much. There's so much going on and I just need space. And that's really. I'm just, I love that you said that because I'm literally. So I bought a thing called like the Muse. It's a oh, headband. I want to get one of those. So I bought it and I got it in November. Yeah. Um, but I was just kind of on and off with it. So I decided January 1st. So I have literally yeah. meditated every day. Amazing. I'm on day like 37. And I, it's changing my life. Yeah. I can't. And the same thing. It was like my food was pretty on point, my yeah. workouts on point. But I was like, I need. To, and I, I resisted it because it's challenging, yeah. but I had to, you know, teach myself or say to myself, it's just like going to the gym, but for my brain. Yeah. 100%. And even if I don't always want to do it, I always feel better after. Oh, always. Yeah. Always. I want to get one of those. So you like it? You can have mine. She's not loving it as much. I don't like it. No, I, I'm trying. Um, and it's funny. Like I, I feel really calm and like Kelly suffers with anxiety, talks very openly about it. I don't feel like I do, but then I put on this muse and I'm like, Oh my God, my brain sucks. Like I don't get like any birds. I I had, (laughs) there's birds that chirp when you're in a a meditative state. The first time I did it, I had seven seconds of calm. (laughs) Because it'll In show 10 you. 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh my God, this and is And I'm like, awful. Ashley, that's really bad. Okay, like sometimes my whole one. thing's and almost I calm. I, did, I thought I did great. So I, I don't know if I want to do it because I don't know if I want to get, like I can get like obsessive if I'm not really good at things and I'll like be really hard on myself. So... Maybe in the future, but like right now, I'm f- what mindfulness is to me is drumming. So yeah. like I, well, I feel like that can be a form of meditation. It is, and it makes me feel good. And I'm like, maybe I'll I'll attack that later. But like it, it kind of makes me mad. I'm not good at it, and I'm competitive, and I'm just like, uh, it's also kind Put of your com- ego to the side. It's also kind yeah. of comical because you can send. It's really neat on it on the app. Like you can send your results to people. Oh yeah. So you can almost have like a competition or even just oh, an accountability cool. going with it. And then so I've sent Kaylee some my results and, and I'm like, like you suck at meditating like, wow <laughs> I am awful at this you, know what you should try I use the calm app yes my husband has tried that I, I believe really that's the one like he tried it. I liked um although I know Muse has this and we haven't unlocked them yet is I really like talking uh, meditations like guided mm-hmm. meditations I don't like silence because then yeah. like you're saying my brain 
I, cause we're creatives, we're really busy. Like I, it doesn't stop. Like I can't go to sleep at night without either watching TV or reading a book. Like it's mm-hmm. impossible for my brain to just go good night. Yeah, well, that's yeah. sometimes why I almost don't like meditation right before bed because all of a sudden when I'm done, it's like all these ideas start bubbling yeah, up. Yeah. So I'll shut the light out. Then I turn it back on and I write in my notebook and then I shut the light <laughs> out and I turn it and I'm like, that even happened to me last night with you. And I was, oh, cause I'm like, amazing. Oh all of a sudden I had these questions coming up and I'm like, oh, I want to look into this in the morning. And I'm like, oh, my brain. Like, it's like, I almost get so creative after. Oh, yeah. That it's like I hard. find that happens sometimes too, depending yeah. on the meditation. But I, I still obviously am new to it and I'm learning, but I am really enjoying it. When you yeah. say it's changed your life, how would you say it's changed your life in the biggest way? I would just say like anxiety. Okay. Like I feel like, I just feel like calmer. Like I just Amazing. feel like sometimes there, if there's a day where I don't have, a chance to go out into high park and go for a walk. I feel like doing a meditation is like the same thing for my brain. So I just yeah. have felt like so much more comfortable um, because I do a lot of public speaking and I'm around so many people and it's just like such high energy. Sometimes I find like nobody knows this. Well, now they know by hearing, but I just find it like very anxiety provoking. So like if I go to a health food store and there's like a hundred people waiting outside to come in and they're lined up and I'm just like, oh man, it's like, I have to like get into the zone. So I've literally, so I think I've only, I've only, I've spoken like six times since early January, like public talks. And so what I've been doing is like 10 minutes before I talk, I do a meditation. Amazing. And I feel so much better, especially like afterwards, I don't feel like so drained. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just made me feel like so much calmer and less anxiety and just like better overall. So I can only imagine like 10 years from now, like how, you know, assuming I continue this, like all the benefits that I'll, I'll see. And just like turning, turning my, like you were saying, like turning the brain off. Yeah. That's a big thing for me when I go to bed is just like having all those thoughts and sometimes like really anxious thoughts or negative thoughts, worrying about things, especially as a mom, like I get like the craziest thoughts come into my brain about like worry with my daughter, but meditation has like, allowed me to it's teaching me how to stop that and Mm -hmm. I didn't I never I can't believe it's taken me I'm 42 I can't believe it's taken me 42 years to figure out I know I have strategies to take those that information that's coming in and deal with it yeah I never had that before some people never so yeah. at least at 42, like some people yeah. never get there. It's like we talk about with self-development, like some people never get into that stuff. Yeah. Right. And it's like, so yeah, 42, you're like, man, I wish I did this earlier, <laughs> but at least you're doing it now. Right. And I wonder what those people sometimes do. Is it just because they're already so like developed? Like uh-huh. I think of like, I've actually gotten Walker onto meditating too. And I was like, is he going to be into this? Because he's, sometimes I feel like he's like a walking meditation. He's always he seems so like a, Even calm. his energy when we open yes. the door. I think that's why we work so well together because he immediately, when we first met, I felt so grounded around him. We were, um, actually quick, funny story. Last time we were in Austria, um, we had a day date and our father-in-law looked after Vienna and we drove into Slovenia and we were coming back. We got in a little accident with the side of a mountain and- <laughs> just wow. like the mountain basically in Slovenia, like the, the roads are so freaking narrow, so windy and Walker is a really good driver. Um, but he was like going around and the, the mountain was jutting out to a bit too far and like scraped the side of the car. I was like freaking out. I'm like, Oh my God, we have to stop. Like we need to assess like 
whoa, what just happened? And he was just like driving. He's like, ah, it's all right. Yeah. (laughs) That is exactly like my partner. Justin is the calm. I am the crazy. And together we really, we just work well. He he calms me down and I get him like pumped up for things. Oh, well we did get a huge (laughs) fight about it. Like a massive (laughs) fight. Uh, And this was after our like amazing daytime date. We went for like a three and a half hour lunch to this like very famous restaurant in Slovenia. And we got in the biggest Fight. Oh my God. It was like claws were out. Is that because it, you felt because like. Because I kept picking. I'm like, yeah. we have to stop. Like, Walker, this isn't normal. Like, we've hit. The car has been hit. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't just like keep driving. Like, nothing's happened. Yeah. So he was like the extreme of like, just relax. It's all good. So then finally he starts getting worked up. He's like, fine, I'm going to pull over. So I get out and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> And the funny thing was, he stayed in the car. I'm like, are you not going to get out and look? He's like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) So then that continued the fight. So we're driving, driving. And we're like driving. So we go from Slovenia through to Italy, like the most beautiful scenery ever. You're like, how do I stay mad right now? And I'm like, oh my God, this is not good. I'm like, you know what? We have to pull off to the side of the road. There's like this mountain river coming down through. It was like turquoise water, mountains. I'm like, you know what? Let's just pull off to the side of the road. Let's just go and like hike down a little trail. So we did that. It was like five minutes. I'm like, let's sit on a rock. We just sat on a rock in silence for like 10 minutes. Amazing. And it was like everything just like left. And we were then like happy again. But if we didn't do that, I feel like we would have both been like pissed. But it's good that like you days. know how to navigate those situations. Like well, a lot I of people didn't. Would I was just, just like, we have to get out <laughs> of the car. We have to just sit. It was like the mountains like healed us. Like wow. just like that energy of like the river. I was just going to say the word grounded. Like when you say you went and sat on a rock, I'm like, yeah. that's grounding for yeah. you. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So what was the damages on the car? <laughs> oh yeah. I think it was about 2000 euro. <gasps> oh, oh wow. Or maybe more. It was a lot. Oh dear. It, <laughs> it was just like, Basically, it was like a gouge all along this. It wasn't like we full on hit. Well, we did hit it, but yeah. we just scraped on by it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But insurance covered it. Yeah. yeah. So I know God. we don't have much time with you left. One other question I wanted to ask. You said you had some passion pro- uh, projects or things that you're wanting to do in the future. Like, what is next for you? Oh, what is next? So many, like, fun things. Well, as you know, we have, like, a line of uh, body care products and hair care. So we're really focused on growing that. And we really want to grow that both in Canada and in the U.S. Amazing. So that's a really big project for us, especially in 2020, is that we want more people to know about our amazing organic products because we've had them since 2013. Um, some of them have been newer. Like, our dry shampoo came out last May, and it's doing really well. Awesome. But I just want to really focus on growing that and also for 2020 just continuing to grow awareness uh for the new cookbook uh and there's so many different like random things that we have going on in the business but i'd say those are kind of the top things like growing the product business growing awareness um for the book and then continuing to create content because that's what joyous health is all about you know helping people live happy healthy lives creating really great recipes and inspiring people to take better care of themselves. How did you find the time within this to start a podcast? Oh yeah. Very good question. (laughs) Well, it had been like, it's been like, it was almost like this weight on my shoulders that I'm like, Oh, like we need to do this. People had always been asking us for it. So we didn't really have the time, but Rachel Melinda, who used to work with us, she has her own podcast as well. And she's like, you know what guys, 
I am going to get you all set up. You need to do this. So if it wasn't for her, like basically giving us a kick in the ass, uh, I don't think we would have done it. Um, but yeah, we just had to like carve out the time. Yeah. And unlike you guys, I know you guys have one every week. And when you started, you mentioned you had one every other week. We just do seasons. Yeah. So, and then similar to you guys, we like record on Wednesdays and we try and get as many done as possible on a Wednesday, just so we can like fit it into all the other things we're doing. Because yeah. it's a lot of work. It's not people, I mean, I thought in the beginning, I'm like, oh, you just record, right? Yeah. And it's like done. No, <laughs> there's so much work that goes into yeah, it. We had no idea. We went into it blind and we're like, let's just oh, see what yeah. happens. Then we're like, oh. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And like a book, like you don't just do a podcast and then cross your fingers. Like you got to promote it. Oh my and gosh, you gotta, yeah. Yeah, you got to totally. be on behind it. So yeah. it's a lot. It but is. it's so, I love it. This is like my jam. I love doing this even more than I love being on social and doing all that kind of stuff. So yeah. amazing. Yeah. So thank you so much for speaking with us. It's a great segue because we know me. we have to go. I was like literally... <laughs> When I messaged, like I went to your website and I was like, I'm just going to like email and ask. And then when you said yes, I like called you. I'm like, oh my yeah, God, you won't totally. believe it. I just, Like I was like so pumped. Yeah. Um, so thank you. You just oh, made me very, pleasure. very excited. Um, well, thanks for coming. So the last question, I guess we really, this is what we finished with our podcast is what makes you, Joy, feel like a badass? What makes me feel like a badass? Um, I don't know that I wake up and think I'm a badass. <laughs> completely honest. I'm like, I, okay, you might have to add this. I don't know. I got to think about this question. Sorry. What is it? What makes me yeah, feel like a badass? What do you do that makes you feel badass? Other than, you oh, know, the fact what that you, do you do that makes you feel badass? Yeah, like what makes you feel like you're kicking ass in life? Okay. Got it. Okay. Let's redo this. <laughs> <laughs> Take two. Yeah. Um, definitely exercise makes me feel like I'm kicking ass a hundred percent. Like I do my, do you guys know Obey Fitness? I love no. it. Yeah. It's just like an app I have on my phone. I do like hit workouts and circuit workouts. Oh. Awesome. That makes me feel like a badass. What about ass? when you're walking by a store and then yeah. you see this cookbook at yeah. Front Row Center? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you've got to cool. feel like a pretty big badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's pretty rewarding to have a cookbook for sure. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And like, we wish you the most success in 2020 and thank you for like, well, and beyond, but like, thank you for inspiring not only Kaylee, but so many people in our industry by like being a trailblazer. Cause you started this a long time ago. Thank you. You guys too. Yeah. You're doing amazing. Of course. And don't forget to to make today today badass. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That Badass Podcast. If you could do us a huge favor and head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review, we would be so grateful because you have no idea how much that helps us grow our podcast. Yeah, and as an incentive and a little bonus, we're going to be doing a monthly giveaway and it's going to be kind of a mix of everything that we have to offer. So one month it could be Royally Fit Online, joining our community. It could be from the Badass Boutique or maybe even just some like free recipes and like a coaching call or something with us. We will figure it out month by month as we go. So yeah, please go over iTunes, podcast app, leave us a five-star review. And once again, thank you so much for listening. Spare Room Studios.